Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, is a podcast where comedian Michael Ornelas is traveling the country, eating at all chain restaurants in search of the perfectly average 5.0 out of 10 dining experience. The objective middle threshold of where bad becomes good. Friend of the Doughboys, Marissa Pinson and John Glover were the most recent guests as they reviewed Costco's Food Court. It's a two-part episode that covers everything from discontinued menu items to how many Costco hot dogs they could fit in their mouths. Damn, I wish I was on that episode. I'd crush that. Head over to linktree.com slash fine dining podcast, uh, F-I-N-E-D-I-N-I-N-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T, and click B's giveaway to enter a giveaway for an all-expenses-paid trip to your local Applebee's, the current frontrunner for the most mediocre restaurant in America at 5.02 out of 10, for you and up to three of your friends. And you can watch or listen to Fine Dining on your platform of choice while you're there. Enter by May 1st, and the winner will be announced on the May 8th episode. Disclaimer, $50 will be provided for transportation along with a $200 Applebee gift card. I love doing those fast read disclaimer things. Go give fine dining a listen. The search for the most mediocre restaurant in America. This is a HeadGum Podcast. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of High and Mighty. It's me, your boy, standing six foot two, 286 pounds. It was a long touring weekend. He's got to get it back down under 285. He's the number one fuck boy, Johnny G. All you got to do is trust me, Jackson, Maine. Also joining me on the High and Mighty series, my nearly silent ghost, Arthur Gamers. Arthur, give him a shout out. Arthur said, please stop referencing <laughs> uh, uh, Jackson Maine. No one cares about Bradley Cooper's character from that movie with Lady Gaga, which is escaping me right now. Star also is born. Me nine, is, yes, thank you. Star is born. That voice you heard is one of the most recurring guests on High and Mighty of all time. It's co-host of the Dumbbells, Ryan Singer, here with his co-host of the Dumbbells, it's Aaron McGowan. Wow, that was a good one. That was one of the best I've ever heard, dude. Yeah, that's my uh, Metcon for the day. I do that. Uh, that's how I get, I get my heart rate up. It's like the sauna for me. My uh, heart rate is up. I'm impressed. That was, uh, mission the, accomplished. I mean, really, just like the way you're able to hold that that amount of air is impressive. Yeah, it's uh, classic acting training. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's got to be, right? <laughs> Not being wasted at parties and screaming over everyone for 25 yeah. years. It's a Meisner technique. Yeah. Uh, is this the first time you've kind of uh, dipped into uh, questioning the Jackson Maine quote? Um, yeah. Okay. Because I, uh, I was saying it on stage this past weekend. It was like, why is all you got to do is trust me still? In, why was it ever in here? Why is it still in here? It's like my brain is broken. I just like my eyes roll into my head and I start screaming that shit. It's kind of circling back to funny again. You know, it was yeah. like really funny initially. And then, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's like a chore. And then you're yeah. like, do people even like this? I don't. But some people might. Do I need something that makes my podcast remotely rememberable? It's just like long <laughs> rambling conversations about bullshit shit with different white people like it's not <laughs> oh my god oh speaking my god. of which <laughs> yeah 
Wow. Let's get into it. Fitness. We got the new hosts of the Dumbbells on here. Fellow HeadGum fam. Uh, I've been a longtime listener, longtime guest of the Dumbbells, and I think it's finally improved. Oh, wow. I think if you were going to, like, in an ideal situation, you end up with Aaron and Eugene. But in a second best choice, you get Aaron and Stanger. And the worst choice being Stanger and Eugene. They went with that first. Learned they it. They did. Now, yep. upgrade. I love here, it. Here is the um, here is the the challenge on my end was like I had to replace uh, talent with talent. Uh, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, you, I, couldn't I'm not you couldn't do a favor with this one. You couldn't be like, because oh, you need someone you come in and be like, you're going to have to do a lot once you yeah. stop talking to me. <laughs> so somebody dynamic and interesting left. And I had to bring in somebody dynamic and interesting because I'm certainly not bringing that. Uh, I'm there. Yeah. I'm yeah. always there. <laughs> Listen, Gabrus, you've been a uh, like I thought you were the contender for replacing Eugene. You know, you've been there so many times, just like I've been there so many times. So I was like, hey, it really could be a coin toss here. But I think it's know, a you- smart move. I think it's a smart move to go <laughs> not with the guy, the 40 year old unfit white guy who has six <laughs> podcasts already. I think that's the right move is maybe bring someone in who and bring someone in who maybe knows how social media works. You're already like a generation younger with your new podcast. Like, it's like the fact that the dumbbells has done anything besides like a sauna video of like, are my head, is my headphones working? Like, is- <laughs> I know people, people were like f- dropping their phones as like Instagram stories were coming out. They're like fucking Instagram story for the I'm dumbbells. I'm about Stanger, man. Yeah. What's happening over there? Is this an accidental broadcast? What happened? He got rid of his flip phone. <laughs> uh, for hey, people that I have fun, you know, I have fun. So for people that don't know, uh, this is we're you know this is restarts, revamps, reboots, and so longtime host and original founder of the Dumbbells, Eugene Cordero, uh, got really busy with his life and career. He's got a couple of young kids and got a does... couple of TV shows, couple of kids, couple of movies that'll tie <laughs> yeah. you up. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, and felt like he was missing more than he was making. And so uh, so Aaron had done guest co-hosting duties when he was off shooting. I mean, Eugene's like literally shooting like fucking Loki. I mean, like Marvel TV shows (laughs) on Disney Plus. He's in everything. It's crazy that he even wanted to continue dumbbells for any extended period of time. So Aaron had like guest co-hosted and people really liked when she came on. And so uh, it was it was an. (laughs) A natural fit, and so now Aaron's officially taken the taken the mantle. She's the official co-host, and we're getting out there. We're getting the word out. We're letting people that don't know Aaron get to know Aaron. Um, she's exposing a lot about herself. Um, <laughs> it's actually, yeah, yeah, it's graph. It's it's upsetting. It's way too intense. No one needs that level of trauma dumping. But you know, it's glad glad just glad to have someone who's vocal over there. If someone will listen, I will say whatever, and that's the do. truth. I you can't handle the Aaron McGowan post. Uh, that's right. Uh, you need people like me. You need posts like this. Uh, I. I just even like I realize I don't even have a way to like really track all of the 
ways I'm like uh, like trying to communicate with the people that listen to this. I'm like, this is purely so that I have someone to talk to, and this is <laughs> that's sad. So this I, is the, uh, you know, this is like <laughs> just yelling up the stairs from the computer, like, "Hey, mom, you're home," and to no response. You're just like, yeah, you just need to feel not alone in this fucked up society. Do you do you like podcasts? Do you like music? Which one? When you work out, talk to me. Help, mom. We're all out of Teddy Grams, mom. <laughs> We're out. Open the We're door out. and throw down another box. <laughs> and Eugene that- and Stanger, they both of them, they're secure. So they they aren't on social media. I need it. I I want it. And so this is like a perfect way for me to exercise that part of my brain is the dumbbells. <laughs> so game on. And and while we're talking about this, uh this level of fitness enthusiasm and uh, uh, usage, usage is not the right word, but like this amount of in-depth fitness that you're involved in is relatively new to you, right? Or at least like at this level, like in the, yeah. in the time I've known you, you've gotten way more into fitness and it's only, it's been like eight years or nine years. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I no. I think cause I've only been a certified personal trainer for like a year and a half. It was like the month before the world shut down that I got certified. What a and great time to, it was so like, nice. I yeah. don't think there's going to be that many needs for a session trombonist, uh, come this pandemic. So let me maybe get right. certif- officially certified in training. Who wants let some face-to-face do. training? <laughs> All right. One-on-one in my closet. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, it was a it was a perfectly timed situation. And then, you know, I figured out the Zoom life. And then I, I kind of... People will tell you you can only be one thing. So if you're going to be in in the entertainment industry, you have to like be all in to acting or you have to be all in to whatever. So I was kind of nervous to be fitnessy on my social media because I didn't want people to think that's all I was. And then, you know, gross. I originally started following you for musical parody posts and now you're doing fitness. I'm out. Now you're Bye. in tank tops, lifting weights, bullshit. I'm out. Stupid. Yeah, I'm yeah. out. I'm a traditional male yeah. podcast listener, and this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful woman doing uh, front squats. I'm out. I'm Great. out. Yeah, I get that one a lot. So <laughs> I quit. They quit social media. <laughs> Jesus. So, uh, so then I just, you know, the pandemic happened, and then I just kind of, what else were people doing? So then I just slowly started rolling it out and now i have the dumbbells account so i can do fitness all the time which is actually i mean it's not it's like what we're doing and our hope is getting like interested in new things trying things failing succeeding like showing that side of fitness and so i love that for you know instagram is dumb for a lot of reasons but it does provide a good community and to be able to like show instead of just on a podcast where all you do is listen so i think that's I'm yeah, especially with like physical fitness Aaron, yeah. t- tell gabris your story like how you got into shape and got crazy about all that stuff. How, how long ago was it? And then, and then what did it look like for you? Gabrus, how long is this podcast? Uh, it's as long as, as long as you need to tell me about cricket from go tribe or whatever. That's right. Yeah. Cricket. Um, God, no, I was like, what was I? I was 21. I'm 37 now. So I was 21 and I like was like the fattest bridesmaid. Of like you know the lineup and I can't it's, relate. 
continue. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, did you, uh, when everyone else was trying on dresses, have to ask the person for a special dress? Like, uh, uh-huh. oh, do you make, uh, do you make, I'll wear a different shade of gray if it, the suit fits, okay? I'll yes. be the guy who's in the off-color suit because it's the only way to get a 54L. It's like, I get- we're all meeting at Barney's for our stuff, and then you have to go to some warehouse somewhere to get you. <laughs> for my own wedding, uh, we had a J. Crew fifty percent off because they did a uh, thing with uh, Mad Men and made these three piece suits. And Tiffany worked on Mad Men, so she got this hookup for everyone in the uh, all the groomsmen except the biggest suit there didn't fit me. So all of my groomsmen get these discount badass J. Crew Mad Men uh, Mad Men collection three piece suits, and I got to go to like a tarp store. I got to go to a fucking <laughs> REI and have them. Add sleeves to a fucking tent. <laughs> I mean, REI is high quality, so you yeah, can't. I mean, you... I felt good. It was. Uh, I wish the wedding was in Seattle. I think I would have pulled more ass. <laughs> My own wedding. <laughs> you would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh huh. I would have um, finally gotten pussy if it was if I had dressed cool at my own wedding. <laughs> You know, and it's whenever it starts, it's good. You know, that's yeah. it's okay. No one um, crushes so the more fat, ass the, than the groom. <laughs> you're I was the, the fat f- bridesmaid. I was the fattest bridesmaid, and I and I and I know that that word "fat" gets a lot of heat, but that's a word I started using because I I realized like I always. I, I, people were always like offering me snacks and I was like, I, I, I started saying the words, I don't want to be fat anymore. That was my thing. That's what I decided to do. It helped me to say it out loud so that I would stop. Like like, I would eat a bag of like Reese's peanut butter cups without blinking. Like I could throw down food, like nobody's business. So I had to start saying it out loud. Anyway, people offering you snacks. (laughs) Jesus Christ, lady, you are sta- uh, you need anything to eat? Like, that's like a bad sign. And people are like, oh, Whoa. hey, do you want? Uh, I don't know how to relate. Here's some snacks. I-, I put some food in a bowl if you want to eat it with no hands. You fucking, hey. <laughs> oh, man. They would just give you a treat and like scratch the back of your neck. You'd be like, oh, this feels good. <laughs> I think they think I'm a bulldog or something. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I am sweaty. Okay, um, good. So, we got to keep the heart rate up. You got that Fitbit? We're sweating. Yeah, I got my yelling. my Apple Watch. Thinks I'm working out. Um, so I just started like I kind of did like Weight Watchers, which was like a big thing. This was like early 2000s. I I tried Weight Watchers. I tried like going to the YMCA. I I like did the best I could do from just like learning what I could find. All and the I, like, cool fitness things. <laughs> yeah, I was yes. doing points. I was doing uh, aqua size at the YMCA. Yeah. I did. I was I power actually... walking in the mall with a group of widows. <laughs> I was, I was doing that. Yeah, um, I, I was. Do- I actually really got into Zumba. So I, yeah. I, that was like one of the exercises that I really fell in love with because I didn't know what to do with any weights. I just just knew you're supposed to be sweaty and you do that by however like the cardio bunny vibe (laughs) so i um i lost like 80 pounds by myself just like trying and it you know eventually i had to like do a little more learning and i started like trying to do some of the machines at the ymca well (laughs) Um, uh, let me pause you for one second because what you're talking about here is that whole like I used to be able to eat a bag of Reese's peanut butter cups or I lost 80 pounds and then I had to start doing more. 
there there's an element to when you're uh, like very overweight and I, I didn't know you back then, but I'm just based on the way you're saying it, I'm going to say it yeah. too as someone who yeah. has been and is and has been very overweight. Once you like, you can break something where you're like, holy shit, did you know you could have two peanut butter cups? <laughs> no. Like that's no. like, that's not, but that's yeah. not something your brain can think because you you have such a bad connection with food. You have such a bad relationship with food that it's, I, I, like it's addiction it's like okay you yeah. know you can just have one hit of the joint when you go for a hike with your friends or you could be fucking chain smoking fucking keef all day long and <laughs> i just felt that way with like in the last couple of years i've really like gotten a better relationship with food where i'm not even like exercising as well as i should as much as i used to and i'm still losing weight and feeling better than i ever did before only because i just changed Honestly, what I changed in my and along the same lines is like what I decided when I said I didn't want to my I don't want to be fat anymore was Mm -hmm. like there's I just need to disconnect this happiness that I feel from being gross because it's like Mm -hmm. I like so many things in my life made me briefly happy. But the next day fucked me up or later Mm -hmm. on that night and that food, alcohol, staying up late, like drugs, you know, all that shit. And yeah. When you can just learn that you can have a better dynamic, it's like a game changer. And it's not something if you have a bad relationship with it that you can wrap your head around. You can't wrap your head around of like, you're like, I can't eat salads all the time like these people. And it's like, no, they are just on year 10 of eating mostly salads. And if you're on year 10 of never eating salads, like you can like without too much of a change because you're because you happen to be so far off the res, you can really get yourself back into like circling like a normal dynamic with food and health just by like without even doing anything drastic of just being like, okay, every time I want to eat a sleeve of Oreos, I eat one Oreo. And that's like a game (laughs) changer. Every time I want to get fucking blasted, I have two glasses of red wine with my friends. Like you do that stuff enough and you're like, oh, I'm having just as much fun and I'm feeling so much better about myself. And when now I find myself turning down food. Actually, I'm not hungry, which is something insane for me to say. I'm, I haven't been <laughs> yeah. not hungry in like fucking 35 <laughs> years. You know what I mean? Like, I was just like, oh, yeah. you got to eat now because this food is good and it's being offered to you. And it's like, you don't know when the next meal is going to come. As a matter of fact, you should eat so much just in case no meal ever comes. And it's like, that has <laughs> yeah. not happened to me once in 40 years. <laughs> I can stop eating like a fucking uh, hunter gatherer of yeah. carbs. <laughs> hunter gatherer of of taco bell there's a yeah there's like all the different names being present and all that kind of stuff and what it's going to take to get you there i was i think it was maybe deepak chopra or some somebody like that some kind of pop you know kind of guru was talking about your consciousness is like a flowing stream or a river you can't stop it it's going to go but what you can do is you can do work on yourself to start padding the banks of it and then adjust where it flows toward. So it's can't, you know, so it's like you want to like, uh, you, like you were talking about, Gabrus, like, um, you know, cut back on how much you're eating or how much food feels good to you to eat. You can't immediately stop that flow or change the direction immediately. But like over time, you can just keep patting the bank and then you just have like a little more awareness. Like, oh, okay. I realize now that, 
you know, if I go overboard, this is how I'm going to feel tomorrow. And it's just not worth it for me to feel that way. So I'll go through whatever small amount of discomfort I'm going to experience right now and turning this down. And then ultimately I, you know, I'll benefit later. And then you just start to remember that and you learn and you go from there, but it is, it is weird. Like it feels it can, you can kind of search back to that moment. It can feel drastic. Like, wow, I, I literally, it felt like I made that change overnight, you know, now, I, but there was a lot going into it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I literally was gonna say, I like, I lost like 30 something pounds in the quarantine and don't think I gave up anything. Like, I don't feel like I miss blank. As a matter of fact, I still order food. I still eat. I still drink every once in a while. I smoke weed. All Like, I still do all these things, but I have made enough of a small change that I don't even recognize it, but it is, I was so far off the res that, and I don't even know, are we allowed to use that expression? I was so far gone that coming back uh, to this was like, oh, I don't even have to be that good to be wildly (laughs) healthier than I was before. You know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, I just have to be kind of gross. And that's a wild improvement at, and that's not, I, there's better ways to phrase this, but that's honestly some of the like some of the shit you need to think about is like I eat fast food five days a week. It's like eat it two days a week. Just change yeah. it to two days a week. You still get two days a week of fast food, which is awesome. <laughs> like yeah. just that, that rules. But eat five days of not fast food and see how you feel in one month. You will not you I can't imagine eating five days of I can't imagine eating after midnight multiple days in a row anymore, which is something I used to do all the time. Yeah, when you were <laughs> yeah. when you were a gremlin, dude. <laughs> Couldn't feed me after midnight. I'd go from Gizmo to fucking Stripe in no time, bro. <laughs> Gizmo caca, bro. Come on. So you're you're down eighty pounds. You've do, you've done points. You did the little machine that you built into, and it jiggles you in like a sepia toned uh-huh. gym. And now yep. you're deciding like uh, I'm gonna start fucking with some machines. Or I'm gonna start expanding my uh, fitness vocabulary. Well, I, I I moved to Los Angeles after I, you know, you have to lose 80 pounds. I think they I think that's in the rule book to move here. You have to lose 80 pounds before you can move to Los I, Angeles. I know. I had to pre- say I had to say, "Oh, I'm getting this leg amputated when I land." And they were like, <laughs> "Oh, okay, good. Then you can uh, yeah, cuz that's they like They let you in. Yeah, yeah. they're like, "That's like 55 pounds. You can lose that." I was like, "You yes, got it." Yeah. yeah. Just like that. Yeah. So, um so when I moved to LA, I I got scared of gyms and I didn't I like went to a couple and I was like, "No way." No way. Uh, a lot and of not intense. being comfortable with your body can be a major part of uh, can be a major part of that where you apply the way you're looking at yourself to strangers at the gym who are frequently not paying attention to you at all. But right. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like that when you're insecure. And exactly. I was definitely. Yeah. And so I gained like and also I was doing shows late at night. I was eating mm-hmm. late at night. I was drinking new more friends, than I new had. lifestyle. Yeah. Yep, Running yep. with the comedy crew. will. <laughs> yep. <laughs> fuck yeah, you right I, up. I, 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 Ask, ask Ryan Stanger is on a comedy show for like eight Friday, eight years of Friday nights in a row where they went to a bar to eat onion rings and drink beer after everyone. And Stanger was on that team and looks the way he looks. So he was fucking the king. of. No, fuck- oh, I no. remember seeing you guys perform. I don't even think I've ever said that. And I was like, no one, no one no other comedian has muscles. <laughs> that guy has muscles. <laughs> like what happened? Um, but so I gained. Well, like then you 30 saw him do comedy. You're like, oh, he's more of like an actor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, he's, oh, he's yeah, not really yeah, a comedy yeah, guy. Yeah, he's yeah, not. He's, he's not a comedian. <laughs> that he's makes sense. Buff, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. It totally makes out. sense. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> world's back to normal. Good. Okay. Yeah. Moving on. Uh, Maybe I can make it here in this city. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
God help me. Um, so so I gained thirty pounds within like six months. Like I I figured it out and I went for it. And um and so then I found the gym with Cricket. My friend Melissa, she and I were roommates, and she started going to this gym. And she came home all the time and was like excited about the workouts. And I was like, I'm listening. So then I went and I learned a lot about fitness and like how bodies like work um, in terms of like even just like hormonally. They like at the end of the class, they like teach a lesson on something fitnessy. So I like just like started learning things I had never learned before. And like you were saying, they kind of like slowly rolled me out on like at first it was like, don't only eat out twice a week. And that was crazy for me then. And now it's very normal. Uh, eat three leafy greens a day and don't like worry about anything else. Just eat three leafy greens a day. And so like, just like focusing on those and like drinking your water. So that was like how I started. And then they kind of started helping me like tweak my diet a little bit. And, and now uh, that was five years ago. And now here I am right training people myself well, well for people that don't know too because um go tribe is it's it's regionally in los angeles but there's other gyms like it everywhere and basically it's, it's a sort of like circuit training like yeah. a like a metabolic conditioning adjacent like a wad similar it's to almost like a like a orange theory is the i think right. the closest yeah. that i've seen um around that's the they, one i was going to use as an example because a lot of my new york friends do orange theory yeah they yeah, have okay, a tra- yeah. they have a trainer like a certified personal trainer that takes about seven five to ten people through mm-hmm. a guided workout and so everything's laid out for you your reps your weights all that stuff and then you're there with an with a group so it's not you get a lot of one-on-one instruction but you're also there with a group so you have that kind of added motivation of being a part of a of a group and so you're you're pushing yourself maybe harder than you would on your own and go tribe right. is neat because they do they you know they they figure out what your language is um, your love language, yeah, your or, love languages, um, and your Myers Briggs, right? And then they try to kind of cater the workouts to that, and then they also you can kind of keep scaling it to where they they'll they'll do food and nutrition guidance and all that kind of stuff, and so yeah. it can yeah my fit uh, my fitness knowledge and desires upticked greatly when I found this gym CrossFit South Brooklyn when I was living in Brooklyn like there were just people who took it super seriously but not like with a jock attitude with like a nerdy park slope Brooklyn attitude. And it was like, everyone <laughs> had tattoos and expensive coffee, but also really cared about like, uh, you know, range of motion and stuff. So it was like the perfect uh, place for me to land. And then I also found powerlifting through a group of like the strong, like the heavy lifters, heavy people in general uh, that were working out at that gym. And I found powerlifting through them and found all these other disciplines because CrossFit South Brooklyn was so heavy on, CrossFit has, in its te- original tenets, learned new sports, which is kind of gone out the wayside of like sledgehammer a thousand times or climb ropes or, you know, erg for 40 minutes, like all the stupid shit that it is now. But at the time, so we were doing a lot of weird skill set stuff. And for me, it was like, and you're talking about the small group training. That shit activates uh, ex-athlete Gabris in a way where it feels like practice, and then it feels like you're training for a reason, and not just like uh, I got to do twenty, I got to do twelve more sets of quads, then I can go home. It feels so amazing to be like, oh, yeah. and and with these gyms too that we're talking about, like you know the workout, you know it's hard, but you also know when you're done. 
Exactly. Which is like something that is kind of, because you could always go, should I do something else? Or oh, I should just head out and cut yourself short or overtrain by accident. Feels so good to have that goal and knock it. Like, that's why pr- I yep. like programming. And like that specifically is is exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. It's so nice. I love having, um, I like you the still small go, group right? aspect. Yeah, I still go. Yeah. You know, I didn't go during the pandemic, but they're open now. And I, it, I can train myself, but I do get bored so fast. And I, so I doing that kind of stuff, having someone tell me what to do for that hour is nice. Cause I have to do all the counting for the rest of the day. So that is something they don't tell you when you're becoming a trainer is how many times you have to count to 10. It's awful. It's awful. That's why I have to take the weekends off because I'm like, I can't count one more time. I will, I will die. Yeah. I just started doing like, we're going to do this one for time. And now we just yes. run my stuff. Look at I'm the like, clock. Oh. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you have like a real, like fucking tight, like rep buster on you too. That was like, that was actually nine or whatever. And it's just like, Ooh. all right, the count. Yes. One, that's two, my favorite. Three, four, yeah, that, that, five. Hey pal, yeah. you count. Yeah. <laughs> you, you do 10. All right. Sounds yeah. like you're better at it than I am. That's fine. I'll tell you, to, I'll tell you what to do. You do the numbers. All right. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wins. I had a lady that would always correct me. Always. And I, and I knew that she would, so I would pay extra attention. I was like, I'm going to be fucking watching her because I, it bothers me that I'm always messing up. I'd start to feel, I started to feel guilty. And then I was like, I, I set up my phone to record and then I would watch it back and I showed her and she was just fucking, she was just, it was just her thing that she would do. She would just fucking lie and say that like, it's actually seven, <laughs> you know? And so I've been training wow. her for years and I was like, look, I recorded this whole workout and like, I broke it down and I was like, you were wrong, you know, 15 out of the 14 <laughs> oh exercises. My God. That's awesome. And I mean, that's was that just intense. her trying to steal extra reps? So like, oh, I just, I could have a few more in the tank or was she just genuinely wrong? I think she was just you just bored or trying to fuck with me. Like, I think she just liked saying that, like, you're off again. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, right, I don't right. think she was trying to cheat. And I don't think she was trying to do more. I think she was just, you know, you're if you're with somebody like, you know, four days a week for t- two or three years, you know, sometimes you start trying to wow. fucking like, you know, hurt each other. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was just trying to like fuck with me, keep me off balance or something. Right, right. And so, I mean, it's enough that I fucking recorded the workout and busted her on it. You know, I mean, yeah, I, yeah, that's an interesting <laughs> layer to the dynamic as well. We're all fucking getting crazy over there. I love it. Yeah. I funny. mean, it sounds like you guys needed couples therapy, honestly. Oh, yeah, big time. We were getting like huge arguments and stuff. And I mean, what a very specific a job way. if you're a therapist for trainers and their clients and they come in and you talk, you have to know a little bit about psych, a little bit about fitness and like, it's really funny specific yeah i don't know about the job security either it's like as soon as the economy takes a hit it's like those guys in yacht repairmen are you know they're out well it's like you're like most people are cutting their personal trainers when the shit hits it's like i might hold on to my personal trainer couple therapist though because i really like keeping this guy on the payroll for sure (laughs) that's funny hey that's something to think about Aaron, what was I? I I was remembering back to the first time you were a guest on Dumbbells, and you told the story about um, when you you were trying to get in shape when you were younger, and you were doing like Richard Simmons. What were you? And then what did you eat? You had something weird you ate. You were doing sweat into the oldies with your brother, and then you guys would make like I don't know, like tater tots and ranch or some crazy (laughs) shit. Do you know what I'm talking about? We definitely (laughs) ate tater tots and ranch like every night. (laughs) 
Did you um, cook I, something too, or like make some kind of like uh, bake something? Or I feel like you had some weird health thing that you were trying to do. My health. To... My senior year of high school, when I dropped a bunch of weight, I uh, was eating for breakfast a fat-free corn muffin from Seven Eleven. For lunch, <laughs> a grandma slice of pizza, a cheeseless slice of pizza, so bread and sauce. And then for dinner, whatever my parents were serving, and if I was working that night at the pool or whatever, I would eat. Tuna with honey mustard, dry. <laughs> like no, oh my uh, no, God. no mayo, uh, honey mustard instead of mayo, old meat or mustard instead of mayo, old meat head trick, and then just out of the can. And yeah. I was eating that at 17 years old, and then lifting weights every day after school, training for my lifeguard test. And it oh. was, I was in an insane <laughs> headspace. And talking, going back to it, I was on like a severe caloric restriction, like dangerous, yeah. dumb, bad. Uh, unhealthy as fuck, no macros, no vitamins, you know, multis, but no anything, no good nutrients coming in. I'm like, oh my God, that was my first swing at that. It was so, and I, and I'm doing like the bro split, you know what I mean? I'm never squatting. I'm just like doing like, <laughs> the bro split. I, I'd love to try one of those fat-free corn muffins now. Would you have like crazy nostalgia if you were able to <laughs> taste one of those again? From 7-Eleven, the ones yeah. that are just yeah, only ex- wrapped in cellophane? Oh man, I feel like I feel like I'm getting a uh, oral uh, sensation that is the dryness of it. <laughs> like it, it was like fake moist. You know, it was like shiny, and then you would bite it, and you'd oh. be like, "This is weirdly." It would, it, you know, you would think it's going to be like almost caramelized, but it's just like, oh, it's just been sweating in that cellophane <laughs> this whole time. See, we call my my old roommates. We call Seven Eleven Seven One One. No. Different we muffin. It, we, we call it Seb's. 711. If you're going to get a coffee from 711, you're a fancy person. <laughs> you're going to get coffee from 711, you're a truck driver. So <laughs> here you go. That's your, your I'm um, going muffin. To, I, I got to head down to 711. Oh, yeah. It does, so- it does sound like a cool downtown restaurant. Yeah. Like 10 right? Oak or something like that. It's, yeah. yeah. It works. Um, Singer, I don't remember, but I, I will. I, what I do remember is how my mom had to hide food from me and my brother at night. She would take a basket of all of the snacks with her to bed so that we wouldn't. So she would wake up and we would still have food for our lunches. That's what would happen is we would eat them during the night and then we would have no food for our lunches. So my mom started bringing them with her to bed. (laughs) Yeah, that's fucking great. My mom would count stuff. Like, she'd count out shit, you know, like how many cookies were... And then she'd bust me, like, you had 55 cookies or whatever. I'd be like, oh, sorry, I don't know. My my parents were just like, let's stop having stuff in the house. (laughs) (laughs) It's just easier if we don't even ever have snacks for these fucking animals. (laughs) Well, Stinger told me about the time, or well, maybe it was multiple times, but that he ate ice cream from the other end so people wouldn't know yeah. how much was missing. You eat it from underneath <laughs> and leave it on top and then someone puts their spoon Yeah, in I did it multiple <laughs> times. My mom, we'd get ice cream in the square. It's back when they had them in the square um, pints, you know? like, like Yeah, like the briars. Yeah. 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 And so you could like... Uh, like open it from the bottom and like fold it out. And so like I would eat from the bottom of it and I'd be like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm covered for like two or three days until somebody like gets deep <laughs> enough. Somebody- 
<laughs> on the end that they were eating that it breaks through and so then I got in trouble. A cross section of the ice cream uh, pint yeah. is it's like a one centimeter thing, <laughs> yeah. barely fragile, <laughs> daily right. bridge holding it together. Yeah. <laughs> you just hope that the breakthrough so is going to happen when you're spending the night at a friend's house yes. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you have to pay I mean, the piper eventually. That is a, like, I th- wish I knew that when I was a kid or I could have been even fatter and I was loving it. I wasn't not loving it. I just like, that is so ingenious to me. The, the one I did was I one time ate a brownie out of the line of brownies and like they're already, you know how you, you know what I'm talking about, how you cut up the brownie out of and the you, pan. you leave it in the pan. Yeah. yeah. And we had a babysitter over and it was like kind of like halfway. So I took one brownie out and it like left like four or whatever. And you could obviously tell someone had taken one. And so I thought what I'll do here is finish the line. So then it looks like no one ate any of them. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my grant. I was probably like, I know. 10 let me just old. finish the whole pan. And, and maybe people will forget there were ever brownies. <laughs> and then that way I'm safe. I just have like brown teeth going. I don't remember there ever being brownies hmm. in the oven. It's a good question. I guess we can look around and see if we can find the brownie box in the trash or whatever. But we'll never know for sure, I guess. We'll never know. I, I That's would do, a mystery, huh? <laughs> hmm. I would do shit where there'd be like a cake and like the cake had like a piece or two out and I would just keep like taking like thin layers off and like <laughs> I would keep the same shape, you know, but eventually like the whole thing just kept getting smaller and smaller. Oh, dude. <laughs> to where they're like, oh, the geography doesn't line up on how, like what piece originally got taken out of this because now it's looking like... <laughs> It's so good. It is so funny. I, I'm just, I'm glad I'm not alone. No, not I, at all. I mean, I, in hindsight, I had such a bad relationship with food and I could like trace my origin story to like ha- my parents' personal relationship with food and their interpersonal relationship of me, food, and them. Food equated yeah. love. Food was, you had, you had to eat everything on your plate every night. And if you didn't, you wouldn't be allowed to leave. You weren't allowed to get seconds of anything you really liked. Couldn't get. We didn't never had to, everything in our house was just so fucking like everything about food was so twisted. And then, you know, I you impress a few kids at school by like chugging a chocolate milk or something. And everyone's yep. like, whoa. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, that's the attention I was looking for. And then it's like, this yep. is the best way to get it. I'll. Oh, it's so funny how many slices of pizza this 14-year-old kid could eat at the <laughs> soccer practice. And it's like, holy shit, Gabers ate 13 slices of pizza at the car wash. And everyone's yeah. like, that's crazy. And you just, in hindsight, so you would imagine what some of the parents were thinking of like, yeah. Jesus, that kid's going to shit blood. Like, <laughs> your fucking emotional currency is your <laughs> right. how much you can eat. You know, I, well, It was for a long time. And yeah. then that dovetailed nicely into like partying. Like where it was like mm. living this carrying like the party animal mantle, yeah. I I put it on, but then I insisted on flexing that I had it on all the time when I didn't have to, and but I insisted on being like, all right, well we got to get after it. We got to be absolutely disgusting and dangerous every night of the week. <laughs> it was just I'm like sweating thinking about the way I was living. Like I couldn't even imagine trying to do that now at 39. Well, and that's like a heart attack. <laughs> something that Aaron was talking about earlier to where it's like she would post stuff occasionally fitness wise on her Instagram. But because she hadn't been doing that before, there always is like 
am I doing this too much? Is this going to bother people if I do, especially if they don't. And like you, Gabrus, where it's just like, oh, people love the fact that you're like a party animal. And then it's like, you kind of want to like feed into that. And then if, you know, and then if you start posting stuff like, hey, I'm, you know, meditating now, everybody's like, yeah. oh, boo. Yeah. That's you. fucking dumb. Yeah. You are gay, huh? <laughs> <laughs> For meditating? Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think like, like that, um, I like I wasn't a party girl. I'm using air quotes, but I loved to like go out to Applebee's and eat. I would eat a whole quesadilla, and I couldn't think of, like like an appetizer quesadilla by myself. Like everyone would share, and I'd be like, I'm good. But I like I thought that that I would lose like not French friends, but like I didn't know. I was like, how do I hang out with yeah. people? How do I have fun? How is it fun for right. me and them? I don't know how to participate in a restaurant setting with friends without be and that's like what I mean, I'm turning 40 in a in a couple of months from when this airs and I am just coming around to being like, "Oh, you can just like go to like you don't have to drink at every wedding. You can if you want to, but if you're not feeling like drinking, you don't have to be like, fuck this wedding. Now I got to drink tonight and get fucking blasted. It's like, <laughs> no, wait, you don't have to do that. And like, my I'll let the is- bride down if I don't. Yeah, shit, fuck, man. <laughs> Nobody fucks more than the drunkest friend of a friend that's there. <laughs> drunkest ex Harold team members here. Great. <laughs> They're counting on me. But it is, it, it is that mentality of like, well, I'm not going to go to the diner if. If I'm not going to go ape shit. And yeah, even in the last couple of years when I got better ape shit at the diner, I'm not going go go, go to go to the fucking diner. diner. I'm not going to the diner unless you can let me go ape shit. By ape shit, I mean <laughs> bacon, egg and cheese on a bagel and a side of cheese fries with gravy, baby. <laughs> Chocolate milk. That was my go-to. You had that order ready, yeah. Yeah, that's what I used to drink. And that's what I used to eat at the diner after Chocolate drinking milk. all night in high school. Like I would drink. Till like fucking wow. 11 with friends get fucking bombed and then eat like that all the time. And I loved yep. it. And it was so f- And then I was like, well, I'm not going to go out and drink if I can't also eat crazy at the end of the night. And then I also wouldn't want to eat crazy if I didn't like get blasted. So I was like, eventually <laughs> be like, it's okay, <laughs> maybe I don't do either for a little while. <laughs> uh, do you guys like that fancy like Applebee's song? What is that? Fancy like Applebee's on a date oh, night. I actually do like that song. <laughs> and like it sucks, but it's. I'm it's, sorry that I do like it. It is. Really it's catchy, sorry. but it sucks. We got to be honest. It is catchy though. It's, I listened to it on my wedding morning, like the morning I woke up to get ready for my wedding. I like saw somebody put it on TikTok, and I love a trashy country song. And I was like, "Yes, please!" And I pl- I played it, and I was like, "Yeah, this is this is it for me." Getting a I woke quesadilla. up on my wedding day, put that song on, and ate a full <laughs> quesadilla to myself. Everyone else That's was right. sharing, not me. <laughs> not me, baby. Appetizer quesadilla from Applebee's on my While- wedding day. <laughs> While we're talking about Applebee's, one of my favorite uh, Applebee's references was uh, during either Hard Knocks or Real Sports. It was about like this dude who graduated from the University of Miami. I was a football star and got drafted by Buffalo. And he's like, I went from partying in Buff- in Miami at 21 to being a millionaire in Buffalo. And it's like, 
Applebee's is where these guys were hanging out and shit. Like, like they'd go oh, and have wow. like we'd have like thousand dollar meals at Applebee's. Like they just like, <laughs> like they just didn't. They that was like that's the closest place to where my spot is and like whatever it was. It was such a, or I forget what maybe it was Albany for training camp or something. But it was something so funny where it's like going from Miami to Applebee's as like you're being a college athlete at in a Miami bar to being a professional athlete at Applebee's is a weird sliding scale. Yeah, that's a great. <laughs> sliding scale <laughs> keep them humble that's what that does that's that's incredible this is this is not the same thing but it, it i always laugh about it because when i first moved out to los angeles i was here with some buddies and we were all we all wanted to do acting and we thought like uh, the dream is to like bartend and do acting because like you bartend at night and then you go on auditions during the day and stuff. And so it's like you can do it. And then so we all went to like bars and stuff and it's like fucking impossible. It was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, like everyone is everyone is saying I should when I get to L.A., I'll get a bartending job and then I'll be a model. I'll get a bartending job and I'll play the trombone. I'll get a bartending That's- job. <laughs> yeah. And it's like and you're like thinking this is this is a good idea. And it's like you're just one of a thousand people. In yeah. You line. just think yeah. it's like. Yeah, you just think it's going to be like cocktail where it'll be like, you're hired. Can you start tonight? You know, and it's like not the case at all. It's like people are like, that guy's been here for 42 years. He's on a network series and he's finally a bartender. And so we were all like trying and shit and there was like nothing. So we all just like, you know, took the hit and took like shitty jobs, you know. And so, but my one friend uh, had a little bit of experience and I remember he got on at a TGI Friday's. This is over 10 years. This is like 2004 or something like that. At like a TGI Fridays. And I just remember all of us thinking like, fuck, dude, he fucking made it. He said, and at it's that time, real, though, <laughs> and it was. And at that they time, they did make it. That is huge. It yeah. was huge. And at that time, uh, TGI Fridays is like real popular. And he made like crazy good tips. Like he was making more money than my dad was. I mean, it was like, I'm like, fuck, if I, <laughs> I would go to him to borrow money, like not my parents. I was like, he's got it. You know, <laughs> when Guys, I, I, cl- I, clearing I, a thousand I, a day or some crazy oh. shit. I bartended in col- uh, Summer's home in college on Long Island. And I was also a lifeguard. Now that is the dream pairing of jobs: is yeah. bartending at night, lifeguarding yes. during the day. That's a Tom Cruise movie for sure. That's dude, yes. walk, yeah. just walking around to different girls' blankets and being like, "Hey, we're having uh, I bartend Wednesday nights at McGee's. If you guys want to come by tonight, just inviting hundreds of women from yeah. the beach and then telling and, uh, all of your friends, watch you out for the Riptide." All right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no, I should be in the stand. Yeah, I should be watching the water. Yeah, that's blood. You're right. There's blood in the water. Yeah, a couple of sharks. Okay, but you're coming tonight, right, sweetheart? All right, Um, Uh, I was a valet. Does this win anything? Oh, yeah. That's a real fucking dream gig, dude. Dream gig. Can you drive A woman dressed like Lurch. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I can. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. McGowan's got some stories, too. uh, This is in Nashville, and a lot of hitters came in there, so she had some encounters. I'm always trying to get her to dish on the people that were rude. and You uh, You got to drive some rich people's weird cars and shit like that? I did, yeah. I got one time... I got to drive one of the guys from the Titans. The Tennessee Titans would park their cars there the night before big games. And um, and they'd have to like stay in the hotels. I don't know if that's normal for football teams, but they, they did. And I had to drive this Rolls Royce that I couldn't figure out how to turn on. And the, the football player could see me because it was parked in a, a pristine place because it was a Rolls Royce. And I was just sweating and trying. I was like a computer screen of buttons. And he like nicely walks over. Da, 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 and I was like, come on, start. start. And, it, and, it, and it never did. And then he showed me how to start the car. And then 
I got I, he tipped me well because you know I'm a girl and he's nice and uh, I was crying. So that's how <laughs> that's that's how that story went. I got out of a ticket that I wasn't even about to get. <laughs> that's right. But but that was like that Rolls Royce was so nice and it was so big. I was so afraid to drive it and I didn't. So that's how that story goes. What, anyway, why did I tell it? What was it? A Phantom, like a Rolls Royce Phantom? Must must have been. It, I don't honestly know, but it was it was just really big, yeah. and it was like a four door yeah. Rolls Royce. Oh, that's, so, it, do you know who the player was? Who was play, what? What? I wonder if like must have been like after Eddie George and McNair and all those guys. Would this be like early two thousands or? Uh, it was like yeah, it was like two thousand six to twelve. Um. I don't, it was, he was a really, if I like went and looked, I could find his name because I know what he looks like-ish. The crazy thing about NFL players, like that guy could be like a practice squad, dude, and still have a fucking Bentley that he parks outside the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still for real. More, that, that guy could be, no one can know who he is and um, still make more money than my entire family, you know, like. Yep. <laughs> what, did, what did they give you, were you allowed to eat at the hotel? Did they do meals for you guys? Did they have? Um, yeah, they did. Family, they had meals. Family meal. They had meals. Uh, they had like a cafeteria actually down like underground. Good food or? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was fine. Underground like... is one of my favorite places to eat. As a disgusting <laughs> gremlin troll person, love yeah. to just be underground jamming down dillas, <laughs> eating rat no, burgers like, with Dennis Leary. After. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but that's the funniest sentence I've never understood. I, I haven't understood. He's Aaron, referencing the Demolition Man sequence in which Dennis Leary does six minutes from his stand-up special in the middle of a sci-fi action movie. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah, that's... I'm an asshole. In my <laughs> oh, you guys are cute right now. <laughs> Thank you. Well, Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so... What was it okay? Were you eating? What were you eating like when you were doing this gig? Were you watching what you were eating and taking care of oh, yourself? Oh, when I was a valet? Yeah. I didn't have to because I was running. Like yeah. they make you run for cars. So I was like, that was like during the time that I was in like the best shape of my life because without really trying. The uh, only uh, time. Maybe, maybe now. Maybe yeah. now. Oh, maybe now. Okay. <laughs> you're right. She's, okay. she's like, that was when I was in the best shape of my life. She's got like visible traps. She's yeah. doing uh, hanging. Uh, she's doing muscle up, ring muscle ups while recording. <laughs> she has like a Call of Duty you, headset mic on. She's not even out of breath. You gotta stay. You gotta stay in it. Oh, my Fitbit is be... telling me it's time to move. <laughs> I have to stand up. And for me, that means ring whatever you said ring pull-ups i can't do that um uh yeah it was the only time in my life that i felt like my metabolism was running faster than i could eat enough for that is it was like a three-year window it was awesome and when i stopped doing that it was very visible very quickly uh i could no longer eat whatever i wanted but for a time like i would leave working as a valet i would go home and i would eat like I, I had at that point switched to frozen yogurt, but I would eat a whole frozen yogurt like container like it was and it would be fine. Your 20s could, in, in combination with an active, very yeah. active lifestyle, you can really fool yourself into eating whatever the fuck you want and managing like because you're just at least moving all the time, like living yeah. in New York City in my 20s, early 20s and just drinking and eating all the time. Still 
exercising here and there, but mostly because I was just ended up walking six to 10 miles every single day. I just, and then I moved to LA as I get into my early 30s and everything's like conk, conk, and the engine just fucking falls just out. And I'm like, whoa, out. I'm not moving at all. And I'm also getting older. And it's like learning to recreate that. Now, we were talking about rebooting, revamping fitness routine, something I was so hell bent forever on like power lifting and power building, all that stupid shit, all that great shit, important shit. Love it. But I'm realizing now that maybe as a 40 year old man, deadlifting 500 pounds is not as important as I thought it was my entire life. So I'll have to give up the goal of ever been uh, lifting deadlifting 500. Uh, but I'm how, clo how close did you get? I pulled 440 something, 443 in a, meet and i pulled 455 in uh in the gym not at a meet so i was close that's awesome but i always yeah. wanted to do three four five of like bench 300 squat 400 and dead 500 all at the same time and i've benched over 300 i've squatted over 400 but deadlift has always been my weakest lift because my levers are my levers are more built for the others i have just decades of bench press experience from being a long island meathead kid I'm just like i do three <laughs> different types of bench every week for f 10 years and i never had a very developed chest but i did i do have like you know muscle memory of decline incline dumbbell fly like just doing all that so getting to bench in a meet where it's like you're trying to bench a lot feels really cool like if the sport is benching it's not like football and we just love benching we're actually supposed to bench. I, I got to say, though, see, even the most perfect deadlifter, it never looks good. It's always just like when they go really when heavy. They go like, super he when someone maxes out, it yeah, always looks like it's not right for your body. Not right. It looks like, yeah. uh oh, what did you do? And uh, yeah, you're going to be in a it, sorry, I'm sorry to jump on this, but it no. almost makes me want to prescribe never doing less than a triple to like my clients. Like I'd be like, uh, never like never go for a one RM on deadlift. Like once you're 35 or something like that, unless you are a professional deadlifter, there's no need to go super heavy on deadlifts. Like that Sca scares the shit. I mean, that that guy did, it, and then like he gets a nosebleed while he's doing it, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? What the hell's going on? <laughs> Someone once also oh, like sorry. you don't want to fuck with your back, and like that's like if I do a heavy deadlift, my back is sore. It's like tight the next day, and I I'm too old, and I have too many things I have to do to be like hung up on I laying on a heating pad for right to like hours. have to heavy recover your hand like your posterior yeah. chain because you just had to do a you know five deadlifts <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I'm here to talk to you about mushrooms. No, not that kind. Functional mushrooms, the kinds that have adaptogens. I'm sure you've heard a bunch about it from, uh, you know, cutting edge fitness people, podcasts. This one, uh, Wonder Day Mushroom Gummies, the world's first mushroom multi that combines the power of 10 research-backed adaptogenic mushrooms, including lion's mane, reishi, and chaga, in craveably chef-crafted pre-dose gummies. We dare you to eat just two a day. I got to tell you, uh, I, I have a hard time t determining the effects, but I uh, have been enjoying taking them. I don't feel any weird adverse effects. It's hard to tell what's giving me, but I can tell you that these things taste really good. They, they're like a wild raspberry flavor, which truly tastes like Swedish fish. So I'm here for that. And Honestly, I've heard enough stuff about these adaptogens in these uh, that in these mushrooms that I had 
I was going to be taking some sort of mushroom supplement anyway. Might as well be taking the one that tastes delicious. And you can get for discount as a listener to High and Mighty. Wonder Day gummies are made with 10 research-backed mushrooms that have been used for centuries. Boost your mood with lion manes and shaga. Reduce stress and find calm with shaga and reishi. Increase your energy levels with cordyceps and maitake. Improve focus with lion's mane and cordyceps. Nourish your gut microbiota with turkey tail and reishi. 100% vegan, USA cultivated functional mushrooms. All of Plant People's products are third-party lab tested for purity, DNA verification, active compounds, heavy metals, pesticides, and microbial activity. 100% happiness guaranteed. Love them or get your money back. Go to try.plantpeople.co slash mighty to get 15% off your first order with code mighty. That's T-R-Y dot P-L-A-N-T P-E-O-P-L-E dot C-O slash M-I-G-H-T-Y. Love feeling wonderful or your money back. The holidays can be hectic, but HelloFresh helps keep things simple with recipes, ingredients to cut out grocery shopping and limit meal prep time so you can spend more of the festive season with friends and family. And as fall transitions to winter, there's nothing better than cozying up with comforting home-cooked meals, chicken ramen and shoyu-style broth, turkey ragu gnocchi, which was, by the way, fantastic, make it a no-brainer or skip on paying for takeout. Look, it's not just for meals. They also feature add-ons for breakfast, dessert, and seasonal snacks. Uh, HelloFresh has everything like it really has made it. And as winter comes and you are going out to dinner less or um, want to start saving some money for holiday gifts, I highly recommend getting on HelloFresh. Saves you a bunch of time around the holidays. Uh, maybe you only need a, a couple of meals a week in the meantime or and then, you know, kick off the new year with cooking for yourself using HelloFresh recipes. You've heard me scream about the Gouda burgers, but I wanted to add that turkey ragu gnocchi. And uh, a nice seasonal snack, the Pillsbury pumpkin cookie dough. We definitely enjoyed making some pumpkin cookies in our house over here. So go to HelloFresh.com slash high 14 and use code H-I-G-H-1-4 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash high 14. Use code high 14 for up to 14 free meals and three free gifts. America's number one meal kit. So I've transitioned to and and the reason I'm saying this now is in our talking about 20s and active I've ensured that my life is more active now. I'm I, I in the last couple of years I probably have gone to the gym less than I previously did, but I'm more I feel like I'm more active than ever before. I'm always just like Cause I like the gym used to be the only place I ever exercised. Now I'm like, well, fuck it. I'll just go for a long walk or like, let me ride the bike or let me do blank. And I found that like just squeezing that in when I can is enough to not fully let the wheels come off. And so for me, that's been my sort of current reboot of like, just trying to fill up activity of like, Oh, I'll, I'll, you know, walk to all my errands just to get extra steps in i will uh you know kind of jog up the stairs uh or like move all the oh i'm i'm loading the car today i'll just do everything and and do all the stairs so i feel like oh i no matter what i do today i did a little bit of exercise it's it's 14 minutes later he finishes a story about loading a car (laughs) it's a crucial (laughs) distinction though we've call it like making the active choice is one way but also just the fact that you no longer separate exercise from your life because that's that means that's 
it, it's something that you do, but you could also not do, right? If so, it's like, oh, I live my life and I eat and drink and do whatever I do, and then like when I'm motivated and and focused, I will exercise. As opposed to, no, you know what? I'm just an active person, and that involves, you know. Sp- like periods of time where I'm going to the gym a lot and that's great. And then other times I'm out and I'm hiking and camping and doing that. And that's great. And sometimes in the summer I'm just swimming or whatever it is, or I'm doing a combination of all of them. I think that's the best way. And then you, then you're, you you relax and you're confident and assured that for the rest of your life, this is going to be how it is. Yeah. You know, and- as opposed to like, Oh, I hope I keep my motivation up because I, uh, you know, yeah, and to roll in another favorite Stanger and Gabris topic, get ready for a lot of this, Aaron, if you Can't aren't wait. already experiencing it. But I do find that that's if I'm thinking sustainability, like what can I do for the next 40 years as mm-hmm. well, exercise wise? And also, all the 70 year old men or 60 to 80 year old men that you want to emulate in their 60s to 80s are always like well-rounded athlete people they're rarely ever like mega and if it is like a singular sport athlete it's someone like laird hamilton or something like that who's like yes i'm a surfer but i attack it from all these different and so like to me that's what i've looked at is like probably don't need to do back and buys into my 60s in helping myself live longer but like uh Bringing in a bunch of different shit, whether it's martial arts, swimming, walking, making sure I do um, outside more, you know, doing all this shit that that I feel like is the thing that's going to get you to be able to be 75 and go boogie boarding. You know what I mean? Like or like that's <laughs> that's the kind of shit I think about is like I just don't want to be 65 and at the beach and not able to go in the water because I'm hurt, unable to move out of shape or whatever. Like let myself like I, that's like a big fear. And doing bench press from now until then will not ensure that I'm okay, but doing all that other stuff that we're talking about would most likely benefit me for being able to play in the water way late into life. Aaron, it totally totally makes sense. (laughs) What were you going to say, Stinger? I was just going to ask you uh, like a a separate question. So if you have something on that, that. Oh no, I was just going to say like, I think that that is also like an age, like, um, probably like an age thing. I think a lot of my clients are in their late thirties and you're kind of approaching, you know, like that 40 mark where you're like starting to kind of, I think realize that you're not, um, invincible that you kind of need to have like sort of like a plan for the future. You know, like you were talking about in your twenties, you don't like maybe some people think about it like that if they've had a lot in their family history. Um, but it's, you know, it, you start to kind of think longevity wise, like how am I going to build my body in a way that will be sustainable and healthy for the future of my family or the future of my, like my hopes and my dreams or whatever. Country. I think that's like, I think that's a, the most healthy way to look at it, but it's really like, it takes kind of like going through something. And I think in for people personally to see that and then find kind of their way through what inspires them. Like you said, like I want to be able to go to the beach and not feel like I'm going to be injured or not strong enough to make it into the water because walking through sand as an old person is hard. Yeah, and I, so ha- it, I have some like people in my family. Shyamalan that- movie's about. Yeah, <laughs> and the, it's hard because you get older on every step. You get older yeah, on I mean, every yeah, step. Yeah, they're literally. Yeah. really It's fucking you two ways there. Yeah, really. It is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Get, get you going, yeah. get you coming, Johnny. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. 
I'm, uh, <laughs> it's it's I, hurt because I'm old and I also am lacking the strength to do it. Uh, I've got this like, is two days in a row. I've heard Stanger's old man voice. Yeah, I told Aaron I'm doing. I'm experimenting with going up a register for my old old man voice as opposed I think to it yes. sounds good. Yeah, because oh, I usually go down. Yeah, <laughs> can't help but be Sean Connery. Yeah, which is good too. Which is yeah. good. I think yeah, I, he's technically old. Yeah, <laughs> I am old. I am the last dragon. Uh, <laughs> Great movie. I love that fucking movie. I've never love- seen it. I've only seen the commercial, the trailer, the famous trailer. I where am he the does last the one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Is it good? It. I. I remember it being good. I haven't watched it in a long time. But as a kid, if it had a sword, a dragon, a, ma- a wizard in it, I was here for it. And they were all bad. <laughs> yeah like it's never very, ending story was good but it wasn't exactly what i wanted either but it wasn't at least bad i love that one yeah I love you gotta watch one. it i watched it on a band uh on a band trip okay and we didn't get to see the end and i waited my whole life to buy this movie so i could watch the end and i did and it was worth it i guess but uh it was probably when you more said you went on a band it. trip I thought B A N N E D, and I was like, "Whoa, where did you go? That we got banned? You weren't allowed to go to this place." I, I, that's literally what I thought because I couldn't imagine a loser being on a, an a- actual band trip. We've we've referenced it a bunch. Oh, yeah. Aaron is an amazing trombone player, and yes. uh, and I plays honestly, she does it on suck, stage. But she just does play the trombone. You can't tell what is when it's good or bad because it's the fucking <laughs> you, trombone. It's the trombone. But yeah. I just know she can play it. I won't vouch for her skill, but no one is bringing a trombone around if they can't play. It. I mean, she's like, the best I've ever heard. Crazy. Yeah, you're the best trombonist <laughs> I've ever heard. Yeah. Man, I was good at one point, but I'm probably I'm okay now. Uh, you know, no bragging here, but but the, I tri- do have two. the tricep pop on the full extension is is much better these yeah, days, that's and that's what what's people important. pay for. You know, that's what me and Stan- I told. That's what I always talk about with Stanger is resting triceps. I think when you're like a a, a, a man who wants to develop muscle, if you have resting triceps, like yeah. Stanger does too, like see how his arms just sitting, he's got just that lump out there. Yeah, I, I can kind of have it sometimes. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, see, you can flex it. Do I have it? Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do for sure. So the way it pop. Yeah. The way it'll pop is like you'll go to like reach for something and you'll be like, oh, yeah, I do have that. <laughs> yeah. Like Stanger's arm is a little different. Stanger's like a Da Vinci drawing. <laughs> <laughs> Just everybody flexing right now is very yeah. fun for the Dude, audience. Are you kidding? This is what I'm yeah. <laughs> it's an a- audio podcast, but this makes my fucking day. I, uh... People can feel the flex on a podcast I've found. It's, they can't. Yeah. yeah. There's not a lot of other things that like you're doing visually that'll that'll translate to the to to the ears. But flexing always does, I found. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm always in my MM pose, ready to rock. Uh, (laughs) Most muscular for those (laughs) non-bodybuilders. MM pose? Yeah. Yeah. Most muscular? Most muscular. It's Oh, cool. That's that one? Yeah. It's the front. There's front most muscular, and and that's where where you're showing as many of your muscles as possible. So a front MM is you have your quad flex, abs, pecs, lats, arms, traps, like, you're doing everything at once. Yeah. 
You have a little turd sticking out of your bikini because you pushed <laughs> way too fucking hard. <laughs> and that you are judged on that. Yeah, you are. Just, uh, it, 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 they want to see a little tail. Yeah, you can't, you can't fucking shit you can't your posing trunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're out. But you got to hold it. Ask yeah, Serge Olivier, you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> Eric, That's awful. I, yeah. I wanted to ask you, do you have any um, uh, celebrity fitspirations? Like, it could be somebody in the fitness world that you look up to, or it could be just like somebody that's- oh, like, I like this. This is a good co- conversation. This is good questions. Thanks, Dang. Uh, like an actor or a performer or somebody, I don't know, somebody that like, oh, I like the way that- Yeah, th- based on physique or lifestyle or right. their approach to fitness, like what, however they may or may not inspire you. Oh, man. If, you should have sent me these questions up top. Oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Stinger. <laughs> well, well, we, we could, could well, like Gabers and I could horn. do a couple. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I, do you guys have them? Of course. <laughs> so Gabers, oh, wow. Gabers mentioned well, Laird Hamilton. That's one, obviously. Yeah, Laird okay. Hamilton is one of mine for sure. We share we share him. We talk about very much about someday taking an XPT course in Kauai, which feels insane since me and Stanger don't even like haven't ever met up for coffee in five years. Yeah. Like, <laughs> don't think we're going to get on a Kauai trip organized <laughs> between the two of us. And I don't think Ben wants to go with me. Yeah. So, <laughs> or with anyone for that. <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, not just you. Laird Hamilton is, uh, and my, my, one of my favorites, and uh, I talk about this guy a lot, is Ross Edgley. He's like this British um, swimmer slash fitness guy. He's fucking yoked, but he he trains for crazy events. He just like comes up with an insane adventure. He calls them like fitness adventures, and he like then figures out training, and then like uses experts in all different fields to be like, okay, if you really are training. To swim, to, he did a full triathlon, a full Ironman while dragging a hundred pound log. So he carried Jesus. it when he ran. He Holy held it while shit. he rode his bike. He dragged it behind him while he swam. And he met with people who would like help him understand the best way to train. For, and like, so I like shit like that because my life is like event and adventure based. And he's also sort of cheeky and like all these fitness guys always like. And then I was able to have some of my mom's pastries, and that was worth the entire swim. Where it's like <laughs> these guys are so food centric because they're so dialed in all the time. Everything's like. And luckily there was a sausage roll at the end of the swimming day or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so English. I ever yeah. like so. Like, the, and, he's bu- and he's and he's buddies with Eddie Hall, who's another one of my favorites. He's that uh he is a legendary power lifter. He uh first guy to deadlift a thousand pounds uh at like an Arnold Jesus. Expo. But he uh, he recently dropped like a hundred pounds wow. and is st- He's the guy I send you a picture of Stanger. He's 335 pounds and has the six pack and he's yeah. like fucking yet. And he's he's fucking that guy inspires me big time. You know, are you familiar with the uh the workout grace, the CrossFit workout grace, which is like 30 clean and jerks of 135 for time? Oh no. Uh, Holy so, shit. So it's like and it's very scalable and event you can get it down so it's pretty much just like toe touches and you know it's half burpees if the weights if the weight is light enough but he did prescribed 135 in under a minute like in the fastest time i've ever seen because it was so and he's not in cardio shape at all but it's such lightweight for him he was literally just bending down and standing up like this like fully do, everyone else you got it like clean and press because you get tired he just it was such a small percentage of his body weight he just i'll send it to you guys it's a great Great piece of footage. Yeah, I'd love to see that. It sounds insane. So any kind of like big dudes who do 
weird fitness that are stuff. athletic and move that well. are athletic yeah that move well like i always feel a kinship towards them and then like with laird anyone who's very like ocean oriented and like has a weird approach to training like he does where it's like he's got people in his pool with dumbbells in their hands and shit which seems insanely dangerous and dumb but i like aaron it. have you ever seen any of the xpt stuff to where they're doing like the it's like no. all like sauna and ice bath and they go underwater and pool and like lift weights underwater and all this weird shit. Yeah, I'll, like kettlebell I'll send you swing, some. kettlebell yeah. swings in the bottom of the deep end and shit. I, and he has reasons oh, cool. for why that works and stuff. I yeah. Like, it's, okay. it's all a little dicey, but it's, it looks like fun, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, I have a pool and I've thought about taking, like, I, I don't have like water weight. So I was like, I took my five pound weights in the pool one time and just tried some stuff and it was, <laughs> fine but i'd like to see what this is about this is, sounds exciting yeah it was it's cool to watch i don't like it seems crazy to like try to swim one armed across a pool while like holding a 35 pound dumbbell but yeah it, that I'll, sounds crazy and sounds like and a good workout cool. too have you ever um thrown uh tennis balls for uh charlie in your pool while you're in there listening to classical music <laughs> wow that was so specific <laughs> Just a, an Apollo Creed reference, Rocky IV. Uh, oh, fuck. But so for me, I was thinking of um, there's a bunch of like obvious, you know, it's like, of course, everybody's like Brad Pitt. If I could look half as good as Brad Pitt at his age. And like, I think he's just kind of a freak. I mean, I think he obviously right. takes care of himself, but it's also like, I think he's like smoking and shit. And uh, you some know. people who are like that naturally gifted or good looking don't land on my radar as like inspiration because I just know, like, that's just a genetic scratch off winner right there. Yeah. 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 I used to, I used to, at this gym, I used to work at called Sports Club. I've talked about it a bunch on the dumbbells, but um, it's now Equinox and it's on Sepulveda in the west side of LA, but it's a real fancy gym. And when I first got to LA, I was training people there. And there was this guy there named Randy who was like the number one trade. Like he would sell, all, like they would always use him as an example. Like, why can't you sell like Randy? You know, everybody, you know, buys sessions from Randy. And the guy had the most perfect, amazing physique you could imagine. Just like perfect, like lean, great posture, you know, ev like all his muscles, like perfect symmetry, looked amazing. And Behind closed doors, the guy ate like complete shit. Like he'd eat like Pop Tarts or like not eat, <laughs> drinking like regular Cokes, you know. And then, uh, and then <laughs> I don't know if I never even really saw him personally work out. And he had, he put his clients through the shittiest workouts I've ever seen. Like he would have everybody like um, hold weights like this in their arms and just like do this, like in the mirror. And like, and he would kind of do it with them and he looked great when he was doing it. So people would see him and be like, fuck, I, whatever this guy is doing, I want to do it and I'll pay him any amount of money. And like, he was just, you know, just touched by God, you know, like the guy just had it. What a dick. I yeah. mean, that's great. I move. hate it's, that guy. But that, that's also the pressure is on. I, I don't, there's a lot of analogies to this, but the pressure is on the culture and other people because the guy who's. You don't you don't need to go to the mechanic whose car is the best. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, know, you need to go to right. the mechanic who knows the most about cars or knows the most about your car specifically and your and, and so like a personal trainer like I always joke about it like I could be a good personal trainer but if I posted a picture it's like you want gamers to be a personal trainer be like, <laughs> who the fuck is this guy I'd be like <laughs> like you wouldn't hire me and you might so it's like that weird energy of like well, I'll just this guy gets one hundred and fifteen dollars an hour from me to tell me to do <laughs> rotator cuff exercises, which yeah. is something I know he doesn't do. <laughs> yeah. It was so weird. I mean, I think now 
people people are just more like with the internet and all that and like just why i mean people are more wise to this kind of shit but back then when information was limited you had to like go get a book or something you know if you wanted to like learn shit <laughs> <laughs> i mean there, <laughs> that sounds crazy the internet I, have was, i have arnold's encyclopedia on my bookshelf i have starting strength Arnold's Bodybuilding Encyclopedia, The Tao of Jeet Kune Do for Bruce Lee. Yes, you used to have to look in books to do weird shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, there was like, you could do online shit, but people just weren't doing it. So you would just like look at somebody's physique you admired and be like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna learn from him. So yeah, it was crazy that this guy just, and like, I think, you know, he was just in over his head. He had all these people like trusting him and... <laughs> I just didn't I know would, what he had everybody do the exact same thing, you know. And meanwhile, we're all like tinkering, and I'm like watching people. I'm like, oh, this is what this person needs, and this is what they'll and we respond also to. Now, no, everybody does need something different. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> There's not 100%. like a one prescription exercise for everyone, except for maybe just the idea of exercise is enough. Just do whatever. If I guess, I guess it's uh, positive that people are exercising, even if they're just mimicking some fucking. I guess because <laughs> I, I, what they're. I will say I'm very guilty of like for my teens and 20s being like at the gym and seeing some guy doing a lift that I never did before and his body like a dude doing like overhead curls on like the cable pull machine or whatever I'd be like what the fuck and then you'd see his arms and be like well actually maybe I should do those and then you're doing them, it's like maybe that guy just had good arms already because this yeah. is a weird fucking workout and you look weird doing it <laughs> I, I had this other guy I knew uh, who was also super ripped, maybe even I mean, maybe even more than Randy, but he wasn't training people. And uh, he was like a fitness model. And he's a real particular guy. And he um, people would ask him, like, what is what do you eat? Like, what's your secret? And he was just like would always fuck with people. And so he'd say, I only drink whole grain alcohol. And they'd be like. Okay, and then just like wander off all spacey and shit. <laughs> he was like one of those guys that told like the same joke all the time. Like I'd be training a client and be like, hey, do I still have to pay if I'm only using the free weights? And they're like, you know, everybody would scream with laughter and shit. Meanwhile, it's God, like the hundredth that. time this guy said this fucking joke, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, I mean, I like that joke. I'm going to use yeah, it. Oh, by all to means. hear it a hundred times. Stealing I, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so much better than my go-to gym joke, which is you can try to get by, but you're going to get trapped every time I interact <laughs> with someone. <laughs> okay, I'm going to have two jokes now. Hell yeah. I got one for you, Aaron. Do you uh okay. do you know the name of a good vet? This is actually kind of unrelated, but do you know a good vet? Uh Vet no. Do you have any information on a veterinarian? Uh um, do you want me to should I say yes? I mean, it doesn't matter. I just need one because these puppies are sick. <laughs> uh, so whether they answer never or more, not. Never a, never a more unnecessary sentence than Stanger squeezing in. This is a little off topic. Like it's like, <laughs> yeah. We know, Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it was on topics. So. Yeah. Yeah. I was, was trying exactly to I was trying to throw topic. you off the scent. I was trying to throw you off the scent. That's what was confusing. It's like, no, he's usually just off topic. <laughs> he knows he's off topic now? What's oh, going no. on? Fuck, he's on topic. Yeah, he's yeah. One step ahead. I think he's one step behind me, and really I'm heading in the wrong direction. <laughs> Talk about a reboot. Uh so Talk I, about a reboot. I was gonna say my this is a weird one, and this might be kind of on the same level of like a Brad Pitt, but I was watching like a Charlie Rose interview, uh, the disgraced Charlie Rose, who unfortunately has some good interviews that I still kind of watch sometimes, but is a scumbag. But he had uh, Daniel Day-Lewis on and I was like, man, 
it was around like the Phantom Thread times, his last movie, and like he just looked so fit and healthy and didn't look like he's doing any kind of weird stuff. He's just like, he just looks like he's like spiritually healthy and takes care of himself and has to like exercise a ton and really watch what he eats. But I was like, man, if I could like, if I can be whatever, I don't even know what age he is, 55 or yeah. 60 or whatever. Probably, in a, probably late yeah. 50s, early 60s. Yeah. It's like, if I can be like that to where it's like, just not anything weight. It doesn't look like this guy's fucking, you know, ha- going through it. Yeah. This yeah. He's not yeah. looking at porn on his phone at night or, you know, he's, <laughs> yeah, this, right. he's well, like, that, does that give a look? Do you I have a it, look yeah, if you do yeah, that? Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're uh, seeing yeah. it right now. Take a look at the, take a look at the zoom, <laughs> sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. I got two of them for you right here, Aaron. <laughs> Oh, you guys! That you is the look. Is, he's not right. doing that. He's not doing that. He's not eating like ten protein bars occasionally on in one sitting. You know, it's right, like right. He's, he's not like. Also, he's one of those dudes like from like ten years ago. Remember, people are like, "Yeah, he doesn't even live in Hollywood. He like lives in Italy and cobbles shoes." And everyone's like, "What a fucking freak!" And now in twenty twenty one, you're like, "The reason he's happy and healthy is because he yes. doesn't live in Hollywood and he cobbles shoes in Italy." It's like, oh, and yep. that's. It's funny you use him there because I was going to and we'll get to uh, Aaron's uh, fitness inspos as well. Eventually, we're still coming back to you. So keep researching. Okay, okay. I'm still thinking. I'm still thinking. (laughs) Uh, But Stanger, I noticed the Daniel Day-Lewis one. I'm getting that, too, where my my fitness idols used to be like bodybuilders, muscle heads. Then it was like performance based. It was like this dude is actually, you know, and now it's literally like this guy is 60 and seems happy. And I'm like, this like like my bar has gotten so like, he seems like he doesn't like, he doesn't have to say no to a lot of things. And like, that's I'm so event based in life and activity based in life that I see some of my older relatives being like, well, I don't know if I can go on the kayaking tour through the rivers of Bora Bora because I uh, like my back hurts or I, I'm not good at kayaking or I'm, you know, and I'm like, I, I can't ever let that happen to me. Like, yeah. that's like, so I'm realizing it's like deadlifting 500 pounds is not going to get me to my current goal, which is to be able to do cool shit for as many more years as possible. Stuff I constitute yeah. cool shit for as many years as possible. So I'm like, fuck. And that's what, so now all some of my, that's why Laird Hamilton slid in the last couple yeah. of years as an idol. And some of these, Older guys who are like, yeah, I, I walk six miles in the sun and do yoga for an hour and then play with my dog. And that's and, you know, I'm 70 and have a six pack like like Mark Sisson yeah. and those guys I kind of fall in line with too. seeing some of these. Yeah. And if if you have like a hippie sort of uh, non like scientifically backed, but like hippie entered nature energy to it, like natural human movement. Like I'm even more likely to get addicted to your shit. Like I like that kind of stuff as well too. Yeah. Always. I always find some dude who's like, yeah, I find like, you know, you just got to be in the water once a day in a tree twice a week. You know, and you're like, Oh yeah, I guess he's right. Couldn't hurt. (laughs) That sounds sounds nice. Where does this person live? I don't know. Gabriel's broke both his elbows falling out of a tree. (laughs) He says you gotta he do had it twice to be in a, a tree. Yeah, he had to do it. Forty-five year old man know. climbing a tree because the guy I follow on TikTok does it. Yeah, got impaled by a stone that he was trying to keep in his pocket to stay close to nature. Pinned at the bottom of his pool by a fifty-pound kettlebell. 
<laughs> that will be me after this conversation. I I'm honestly that. had a flash when you were like, yeah, she brings her. I was like, why don't you start with the fives? Yeah. Keep the fives for a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, not after I've heard this shit. I'm going for the 30. I'm coming over. I'll bring in all the big boys. <laughs> yeah. Aaron sinking her bench into her pool and all that stuff. <laughs> Just like <laughs> throwing <laughs> shot puts into Aaron's pool. Yeah. Guys, get the fuck out of here. I can't wait. I can't wait. It's a deep pool. It's like twelve feet at one point. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna get some great videos. Hell yeah, that's that makes sense. <laughs> or just follow, film. follow at the dumbbells on Instagram yeah. because you'll. Yeah. I think I think some of this stuff might be recorded for posterity. <laughs> you got a deep yeah. pool, you'll get great videos. <laughs> that's what they say, right? But anybody, oh, you're gonna want to go twelve feet. You making videos in this pool? Yeah. You're gonna want it to be at least twelve <laughs> feet. Well, twelve feet. Oh yeah, I, 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 there's a TikTok house. We got a forty foot deep pool. They're all <laughs> shooting in there at all times. <laughs> I gotta get a TikTok. This is. I'm gonna make this a TikTok house for my for the twelve footers. Uh, but anybody like think about like a Daniel Day, somebody that like looks like they can you know st- like always be able to touch their toes. You know, never scared of like an yep. active vacation. No way Daniel Day's ever scared of that. He's always like really Obama throwing the football. I mean, he's like older now, but Obama yeah. playing shirtless football is like a good example of like, you don't have to be insanely fit, but like there are 55 year old men who can't run on the field with their family, like run on the sand with their families. And that's worse. Like, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you want me to yeah. go? Yeah, yeah, please. If you got one. Okay. So, okay. So I thought about it while you guys were talking. Okay. Um, good. That's I, what you were supposed to do. Now, <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, I think the reason it takes me a second to to think of them is because I I really have tried to not compare myself oh, yeah. or to other people, and that. Um, but there are a couple of people that I think have like do like I would, do the McConaughey Oscar speech where it's just. Uh, his competition was always himself. Yeah. And I yeah, love that. That's I, was like, a, that's I find myself about to, read. to be most inspired. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks, Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I, but I think, well, I, and I can't speak for all women, but you, I feel like I spent my whole childhood. Like I said at the beginning, I, uh, I was the fattest bridesmaid. That's like how I entered rooms was I would be like, am I the fattest one here? And that's, yeah, that's, shit. Like, and I'm saying that from like, I was never like crazy overweight, but I was like made fun of early for being fatter, quote unquote fat. And, and that was just like, so I just, I, when I started trying to one, when I moved to Los Angeles and that's another addition to the comparison game. So it really is like, I don't look for like a, a body type, but I will say something that I, when you guys asked me that I was like the that girl or the woman from Ted Lasso. Do you guys know the, the, uh, Oh, I, you mean Rebecca? I know Rebecca, Hannah winning, but yes, <laughs> And of course I know Hannah. her name. <laughs> yeah. She's, yes. I am obsessed with her. <laughs> she is like one of the first times I feel like I've seen a woman that I like, like I could maybe look like her in 15 years or well, I'm something. I'm glad I like, said my sentence before you said yours. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> obsessed with her. It's like, like, uh, yeah. you no, I, but I get it. I mean, yeah. I'm obsessed with her. Like she, yeah. but she's like tall. She is, she's not Broad like shoulder. real thin. She's like, um, she has like arms like that seem like my arms. Like she has like strong arms. They're not like, like I was like Michelle Obama got like she had 
she obviously she has great she arms, defined but her arms, arms yeah. were lean. Yeah, they were defined, but they were lean, and I have a little more muscle there now. And I I think when I saw her on screen, it made me be like, oh, I don't have to, like, if I'm ever on TV, I don't have to change. Yeah who I, what I look like necessarily. No. And that was like one of the first times that I felt like I saw my body now on TV. And I think that that was cool to see. Also, she, I mean, she's gorgeous and older, which I think a lot, it's older than I am. And so I think it's a nice goal to be like, Hey, I don't have to sacrifice maybe, um, like, what I like how I look or how I feel good in my skin. Now I don't have to sacrifice that in 15 years. I could still have muscles when I'm, you know, whatever, 50 something. I don't know how old she is. I'm just guessing. But another um, cool thing about her in that show, I just want to point out is other characters comment on how sexy or how, breathtaking her actual physique is too which is like you get the specific compliments like keely will be like these arms god damn it you know and like grab yes. them and stuff and like the other males will right and it's really and she's like very powerful and it's like the first time i've seen that which is absolutely my type is like powerful bossy women with broad shoulders like uh <laughs> yeah like that's absolutely i want them i want them to be kneading pizza dough and then beating my little ass every day <laughs> That's a beautiful picture. <laughs> but like it's it's funny to see that it's cool to see that so also forward in her character too. It's not like it's, it, like they it's referenced. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Yeah. So that's yeah. why it's compelling. It's because it's fucking real. It's, otherwise you had to like go play like make believe, you know, it's like, okay, this is the quote unquote society ideals of what is okay to be attractive. And then everybody had to go make pretend, you know, and watch whatever it was. And then everybody would, you know, in their own lives, have people they thought were attractive or looked cool or whatever that you'd have to just like put on hold for like some show you're watching. No way she's eating all those cookies though, right? No. no and no way Ted's making no. them. He's got so much work to do as the coach <laughs> and the actor in the show. Yeah. He's <laughs> learning he, soccer no and way. his lines. I have no idea how Hollywood works. <laughs> clearly, I'm learning a, soccer <laughs> and his lines. I clearly haven't learned that much about it. Erin, uh, can I can I hypothesize some sort of uh, I think maybe also Stanger and I are older and men and adapted to the meathead life even when i was a fat mm-hmm. little kid i did always just love the gym and bodybuilders and and so i think also maybe when you're 14 looking at muscle and fitness it's easier to find people to look up to because you're not there's no way you can even compare yourself to them because they're like that, that i hope i look like arnold when i'm 20 it's like what i don't right. think it's gonna happen based on how you look at 14 kid but i think maybe that's that was ingrained in sort of male culture in the 80s and 90s was like aspirational like i want to look like this guy or like i do look like this guy you know like yeah <laughs> yeah i think so i mean there i don't remember women being in gyms like like working out like with like uh like cardio yes but i like like my mom the heaviest weight she ever like held was like a 2 pound uh like can of peaches so that she could do the sweating to the oldies dvd like (laughs) video or whatever it was then in our house you know it was like no one lifted it was like oh i like rachel from friends i guess i won't eat for a year and a half okay cool like it wasn't i just like i didn't even know peaches came from a can were they put there by a man (laughs) 
Sorry, I think the weed soda is kicking in. <laughs> I think the green tea mixed with weed syrup is kicking in because you said you said peaches in a can. I didn't hear anything after that except for the nope. entire song of millions of peaches. I was like, I am off. I am off track here. <laughs> No, you're not. You're you're right here. We're right here with Thank you. Thank you. Thank fucking God. I could go for some canned peaches. It's an interesting. They really transform peaches when they're canned, right? <laughs> they're it, it goes from like fruit to candy. It's, it's like candy. it goes from fruit to pie filling yeah. in like no time. But they're pretty good canned somehow. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I wouldn't take. I would prefer, you know, if I'm going like for the rest of your life, you can either have fresh peaches or canned. I would choose fresh. Everybody relax. Save your tweets. Um, but uh, but the canned ones kind of good. That in the pears, the canned pears. Oh, canned pears! Sipping the remaining pear juice was always a fucking real treat. <laughs> it's uh, what about canned tomatoes? You guys fuck with that? Oh yeah, That's the only and then you <laughs> eat the tomatoes out on the way to the gym. Sip that <laughs> tomato sauce while you're on the tread. <laughs> F- Nothing keeps people away more than you sipping tomato juice from a can on a treadmill. Dude, I went to Gold's Gym in Long Island, New York. People were fucking eating like chicken parm out of fun. I swear <laughs> to the frequency in which someone would just be sitting with like a hoodie, sweatpants, boots, and a belt on, <laughs> eating like a tray of chicken cutlets like super fast post-workout. I don't even think that guy worked out. Just yeah. in there Truly, there, I, there were so many dudes that hung out at this gym that we were like, they're so big. And in hindsight, they were like in their 20s and 30s. And we were like, what are they? They're here all the time. I'd be like, I went at four yesterday and Ralph was there. <laughs> what? I went at nine and he was there. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck is he? He's not a trainer. He's just a guy who's like at the gym for like a dozen hours a day off, <laughs> making no money. It's like, what the fuck is this guy do? <laughs> Do you guys? That's Dan Black. I think I know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Dan Black. You're going to have a competition for fucking gym content soon. Jesus Christ. Hashtag jacked. I keep wanting to uh, troll him. him. Uh, Yeah, right. Sorry. (laughs) Troll him. Yeah, I'm a a more. I want to be there. I want to troll. I want to be a part of it. I'm there for it. I yeah. I can't say like raised on Long Island in pro wrestling and say I hate Dan Black. I would be lying. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Do, um, did you you mentioned like um sipping tomato juice? Do you guys see these um Bloody Marys that have like uh sliders on? You know, like uh that's crazy, right? Yep. Like a fucking rack of ribs on that shit, man. <laughs> Yeah, but I I love it. Are the sliders <laughs> good though? They're not good, no, right? Never. But I will say the uh, a bacon in a in Bloody Mary is like yeah. a nice like yeah. That if makes you have sense. a bacon st- a, a strip of bacon and a celery stalk in a bloody, that's pretty solid. Uh, I went to like this pierogi place in Colorado, and they had like a forty five dollar Bloody Mary on the <laughs> menu, and me and uh, my buddy ordered it, and it came, and it had like uh. Fried chicken uh, bisc- and biscuits <laughs> and bacon and sausage and two pierogies all on like skewers in this like goblet of fucking. It was like, I was like, oh, this is so sick. Eat like a little fried chicken and take like three sips. And I was like, well, I'm honestly full and I got to lay down and I've only been here for one minute. I like it was a little much. Yeah, that sounds nice. The old Gabrus would have finished ten of them and said, "I drank ten of these." And po- you know, no, the new put Gabris, it on the wall. Yeah, yeah. Gabrus has one sip and then goes for a, a real long walk. Aren't a good boy, am I? Right? Aren't a good. What is that? What is that the thing where the guy 
jams his thumb in a uh, pie and pulls out a plum. Says, "What a good boy am I." I think that's what it is. Man, I I'm I think uh, this is a little uh, off topic here. <laughs> yeah, Gabrus's drink spilled over to Stinger. Yeah, it's in my keyboard, so maybe it's just affecting my Zoom now. <laughs> like, yeah, what is that kid's like weird name science? That, did that? Uh, that little Jack Dumb sat on a Tur- plump, put his thumb in a pie. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, Tom Thumb, little Tommy Jack Pickles. Turner, or he- little Bobby Burner. I don't know. I'm trying to. I don't know. Ted Turner. <laughs> Jimmy started a network. Timmy. <laughs> uh, Jim. What's the? I don't know. What's the rap song that's like Timmy? That's just the character's name over and over again. It's like Timmy something. I can't. Remember. Oh, this is fun. <laughs> it's just like two old men. What's you got? What's the old? What? What's the old song? What's the old nursery rhyme? What did you say? And we all have phones. We all have phones. I go. I go down two registers. What did you say? I'm an old man. <laughs> That's really good too. <laughs> He's the oldest man. I'm old. I'm a rock biter. <laughs> Wait, Gabrus, have you seen Midnight Mass? Yes. Did you get thrown off by the fakest old lady voice you've ever heard in your life? Uh, in the beginning of the show, I was like, what the fuck yeah. is going on here? And Tiffany's <laughs> like, I I know what's happening because I know who that actor is and she's in all of it. And I was like, oh, OK, because this is seems weird. This seems like, oh, she's going to rip it off at one point. And it yeah, kind of, she's like, spoilers, Ew. it makes sense. But she's like, I've never been so here? Old. Yeah, it was like fucking <laughs> yeah. level two improv shit. Yes, it's yes. me. I'm an old lady. And it's like, okay. <laughs> if you couldn't tell by my bones breaking. I mean, it's awful. <laughs> That's tough when it's bad. You know it's bad. The audience knows it's bad. And then you still have to do, you have to bring it back for like a third beat. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you, I'm sorry, you don't everybody. Have to, I, but you don't know yeah, anything you just, else. Yeah. And you're just yeah, like, you're like oh, I fuck. committed. It's like everyone is like, we know it's coming. Like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Everyone's got to deal with the same thing. And it's like a stink bomb time. broke, and you're all just looking at each other, and you're like, "We should be hitting our nostrils any minute." And now. you can count on the back line to not edit the scene either. Just yeah. let it or go. No one, and and it's like, no, dude, you were in the first two beats of this. I'm not stepping into this third one. You land this fucker. It's like, oh, please don't make me figure out how to keep the old lady who likes to eat pussy. <laughs> oh my face! Your in laws are my there. My face hurts. Oh, my dude, hurts. It, it, la- you gotta laugh a lot. You gotta get, you gotta get salt water in, on your body. You gotta sweat. You gotta cry. There and you that's go. That's the recipe for life. That's how you live long. <laughs> that's beautiful. Salt water on your Thank body. You. Laugh. Get in a tree. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said this on a podcast, but uh, my, but I'm just stoned enough to say it. At my wedding, my father-in-law uh, gave like a little blessing before the meal and ended it with, "Like Jesus says, live long and prosper." <laughs> Just freestyled that drunk off his ass at the end. And Rogers, oh Rogers, he, while well, mutual friend Ben Rogers rushed over to me and he's like, Did you hear? <laughs> <laughs> so did awesome. he say, like Jesus said? That's he said that. Yeah, he's like, like Jesus, as Jesus says, or, you know, like the, yeah, you know, he did not, he did not credit Spock, is all I'm getting at. <laughs> That's my favorite story. Vulcan heritage. It was cultural appropriation. (laughs) We had to actually give a speech at the beginning of the wedding. This wedding is uh, technically on Vulcan (laughs) ground. Well, as long as you did that, you're fine. (laughs) 
Yeah, then you have nothing. You can have the most extravagant. I didn't invite any Vulcans, but I want to just say. You can you can frivolously spend money and do I can what, spit in the face of their culture, but as long as I heads yeah, up say, yeah. uh, this is Vulcan land that we will be having this fucking crazy ass bullshit white lady wedding on. <laughs> My face hurts. Mc- it hurts. McGowan, do you have any uh social media or uh podcasts you want to plug on your way out of here on, on High and Mighty? And Stanger too, but I'm gonna start with Aaron. Thank you. Um, I do. Uh, you can follow me at the dumbbells <laughs> where I'm doing all my all my fitness uh, <laughs> bullshit. Um, and and it will get worse. So it's, I'm just re- I'm just slowly introducing. I don't know it. if everyone has the same definition of what's worse on social media anymore. You no, know that's I mean? very true. That's I'm very like, true. I'm like, oh my god, how could you post that much? And people are like, I love so and so. They post so much. And it's like, okay, never mind. Yeah, I don't know. I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm old. <laughs> I'm conf- I, I've just been seeing a lot of people on Twitter. <laughs> just died. A lot of Topo Chico. It's really uh, just got the full like bubble out of the, the oxygen tank. Mm-hmm. I, I've been seeing a lot of people post on Twitter like fake them quitting their jobs, like with big, long text threads, like sent this to my boss. And it's like, come in for a shift. And they're like, all my family is dead. Go, you know, like I've been seeing like a lot of <laughs> like that. And then the person's like. I don't know. Anyway, just weird fake job quittings. But um, <laughs> that's good. Uh, that's good for me to know because I, I can put that in on the dumbbells. I and I don't know if it's a that's meme up there or with, what that's is, up there what with is. fake. Uh, that's up there with like fake kid quotes. Yeah. My son just looked me yeah. in the eye and said, are they really going to do Pelosi like that, dad? <laughs> and you're like, that, your fucking kid didn't say that. You well, Gabrus, what you're ass. saying is an actual thing of people trying to pull pull one over that their kids are actually saying whatever their like uh, agenda is this one is the people are clearly joking like it's them making a joke i don't think they think they're fooling oh, anybody okay. Oh, okay but it's okay, like okay. big long things that are like i, I don't know what to make of them <laughs> i think it's based on I, and, and that's that, your plug yeah that's my plug I, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I want you guys i want everyone the listeners to check that out and explain it to me. no here's and just like circle back because like stinger never talks about twitter so the fact that he knows anything that's going on on twitter i'm is curious more about because i think i thought you were talking about those things where people were like all the anti sort of boss and anti corporate shit was going around i thought it was a lot of those like look at this awful i thought it was People, I assumed people were faking shit, but you're saying they're written comedically, like you know it's a bit. Maybe you know it's them. Like, maybe it's them sending that up. That 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 that's been going on. But I've just uh, noticed okay. multiple ones now where it's like clear, like they're leaning into that premise or trope or whatever. But I've seen, I I have seen both. But I, for as far as like plugs, I want to say dumbbells. Check out the dumbbells. Aaron and I are trying some different stuff. Uh, we have in the books already a episode where we went to a pole dancing class. Uh, so we talk about like how that went. We managed to get our instructor to come talk on the show. So that was really fun. Oh, that's fun. We also uh, Stanger, was, yeah. Stanger's having a lot of college flashbacks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to ne- make it through college somehow. <laughs> I never did it on the pole. I just did it like, a you know, like bachelorette parties yeah. and stuff where you just like do like handstands and then like hump them. And, you know, like, you yeah, know. yeah. You just jump. <laughs> you sit on them over folding chairs. Over. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, it's all simulated. Relax, everybody. But um, <laughs> relax, everybody. Relax, everybody. Hey, OK. <laughs> He flexed his muscles while he said that, so uh, I think it's worse. I like <laughs> yeah, it. Relax, everybody. Relax, everybody. Okay. Hey. All right. Come on. Hey. <laughs> uh, and then also we just did uh we just did dance church, which is like this um 
this crazy kind of like uh, dance choreography or like dance fitness group class. Uh, so Aaron and I each tried that. We review that. We've got uh, a bunch of other stuff planned. We're going to do this weird um, kind of group exercise cycle on the beach. And so it's going to be shit like that. And so people are writing in stuff they want us to try. And so we're kind of trying to live in that world a little bit too, where we actually will go out and, and equipment and that kind of stuff, try it, review it, and uh, talk about it on the show. Oh, that's fun. I like this. Yeah. That that was that wasn't something you previously did in the old iteration. Yeah, in, no, in one, we had version one. We yeah. hadn't, yeah. So in uh in the relaunch, the reboot, the restart, we're doing more of that stuff. And so uh, you know, people should uh tune in for that. And then they can listen to Action Boys too, if you want to hear Gabrus and I talk about <laughs> You want to hear us talk about even more, e- even dumber bullshit than the shit we talked about here. <laughs> like it's embarrassing. It's really you this is I'm excited to listen to it now after seeing you guys together because your chemistry is just on on fire, you know. So <laughs> thank you, thank mm. you. <laughs> you got a new I, I, subscriber. I'm curious, curious mm. what you'll think after a few episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. Chemistry, I'll, I'll non-covalent bonds <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> Aaron will now be hosting the dumbbells alone. After <laughs> yeah, it's Ben Rogers, Aaron McGowan, and John Gabris doing action plays. <laughs> The can fuck you guys is hear over there? <laughs> can you guys hear my uh, my family drama right now? Yeah, yeah. I hear your yeah. your dog is barking. Is that what you mean? <laughs> yeah, you hear your husband barking, barking and your dog telling him to stop. Or maybe I have that mixed yeah. up. I don't know. Yeah, no, you had it yeah. right. My dog talks, and my husband is a dog. So, <laughs> oh man, best of both worlds. <laughs> yeah, people don't talk about it enough, but it is the way to go. Look, you can have a husband and a dog, or you can have a dog for a husband and a husband who's a dog. <laughs> you, can have you can have it all. No, um. it's 2021. Don't stop yourself, baby. <laughs> go go for it all. Oh, my face. Don't go for second best, baby. Put yourself to the test. Uh, I, <laughs> you know, you know, you got to. Uh, David Fincher, one of my favorite films. <laughs> <laughs> Express yourself music. Baby. We know. We know. Uh, Aaron. Stanger, thank you so much for coming on High and Mighty. This was really fun. Uh, It inspired me. I'm going to do a little uh, farmer's walks and some overhead press after this just to get a little movement in because I haven't done a lot of dumbbells lately and said it enough. I got to inspire myself. But uh, I thank you so much. And and, uh, when this episode comes out, if anyone wants to uh, reply to this with their fitness origin story you know like commenting on any of the stuff we talked about these guys will be tagged in a tweet if anything like anything you uh you, you want to try fitness wise you could ask us in that you know yeah fucking shout out yeah get nuts hell yeah we'd oh, love yeah. to hear it love to hear it yeah and let us let us know what you know your dark night of the soul food experiences were i liked hearing like eating ice cream <laughs> from the bottom i did actually do <laughs> yes. an episode of this podcast called food bottoms with my friend dan saint germain and no and in hindsight, no, like bottom has like a different meeting now than like, if, like out of context. So people were like, I don't know what this episode is about. Are they putting <laughs> food up their asses or something like that? Like it like made no sense. But we talked about like deep, dark rock bottom food stuff. And it was fun mm. to get one of my favorite subjects because I didn't even get into you know, uh, me either. standing by the garbage can <laughs> in elementary school and eating chicken nuggets off people's plates <laughs> instead of letting it go to waste. <laughs> Hey, we we could do a second podcast where we really I'll, where come, we I'll come really on dumbbells did. and we'll just yeah. uh, laugh at our uh, eating disorders, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, our disordered yeah. eating. You could come you on yeah. and we could do um like a some review some paleo foods or something like that too. Maybe 
Um, yeah, I could do that. Oh, cool. I would do that. Or I would also be down to go uh, try a weird workout with oh, you yeah. guys Great. too and uh, do an episode cool. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Or take you guys on a weird workout, like run you through a swimming workout or something like that. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Deal. I, totally, yeah. I haven't swam in probably like 20 years. So, yeah. Uh, it's perfect. This is one of my favorite things to do is have your most athletic friend and be a better swimmer than him. <laughs> you absolutely will happen. I've been happen. doing it for I'm, years I'm the same. just by having I a can... different skill set. It's like, yes, my most jacked friends and I can still, no one could catch me in the pool. I win. <laughs> I can't wait, bro. I, I, I'm going to bring uh, shoulder pads and helmets too. Just, we could do nutcrackers. <laughs> Okay. God. Well, I'm going to bring a kettlebell and make you carry it. Okay. Yeah, kettlebell and blast you in the head while you're in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be throwing kettlebells in the lane while you guys are swimming in the 100 IM against each other. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, game on. We'll do it. Bye, shitheads. That was a headgum podcast. In a part of the world where there are no rules. Holy shit. Holy shit, guys. Holy I'm so pumped. I definitely have not watched this since I rented it on VHS in 92. Strangers united by the threat of death. We got all the fucking major players. Seagal. Vladimir Putin is a good man. Arnold. Here, come. Give it to me. I need you to cream pie me now. Stallone. People are loving this movie. It's actually, it's got a lot of heart. You're mentally irregular. <laughs> now. Somewhere, somehow, someone's gonna pay. I would fucking love for my wife to like see me rip a guy's throat out. But they didn't count on one thing. This movie's fucking insane. It's how you know it's a good movie. You have to do almost all the work yourself to figure it out. Oh, there's a fantasy component. Yeah. There's some yeah. sword fighting. There's some lightning. Bam, 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 bam. bam, bam. There's a new game in town. You wake up after a few years. And then you don't even know who you are anymore. We're going to be making Terminators. <laughs> We're going to make a really great deal with the Xenomorphs. What? I don't hate them, but I've been in a room <laughs> Yes, I understand. This is now the 20th ending of the movie. I am dark. I'm your dad. <laughs> Action, boys. Boys will be boys. Subscribe here for bonus content and more free stuff from behind the paywall. To get new episodes, become a patron at actionboys.biz. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it now. <laughs>